two, three, funk it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the whatever you want to call it podcast with your boy, your homie. You know what it is. It is the whatever you want to call it podcast with your boy, Marquise Nash. Today's episode, we got a lot to go over. Of course, we have to go over the NFL, and I have to preview to you guys what my predictions are for these games. Also, we're going to go over a little bit of breaking news um, that's going on in um, the NBA and the NFL and all that good stuff. So let's get right to the breaking news. So we have a lot of guys that have got gotten drafted to the uh, G League, which I believe the G League is going to be the next big thing. I think it, is already, it already is the next big thing, but mainly the next big thing for these young uh, high school prospects that come out that uh, come out of high school and that are that is making the decision to go to college or go to the G League. But in my opinion, this is my this is my straight up opinion. I believe this trend is going to last because for me it makes no sense. And I'm saying this as a uh, a person just 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 me just saying this as a uh, if for if it was just me. And now if you're like a person where you don't want to play a sport. Or you don't want to play football or whatever. Not football, but if you don't want to play basketball, of course, I, I believe that you should go to college. But at the same time, I'm like this. I, I was listening to a, like a video, like a little clip of Kanye West talking about, like, he was talking about, like, why go to college for the, through two or three years and get in debt when you don't know what to do, that you don't know what you want to do. And for me, that stuck to me, stuck with me, even though we know Kanye to being really outlandish and very outspoken and a lot of times what he says is, is like we think he's a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs but he does say he does say things that make sense in a sense and that's for me that made sense to me for and the reason why that made sense for me because it, it it relates to a lot of things in life for me and like I said it's about uh, let's get back to what the task at hand and that is sports, and that is uh, what we're talking about today, and that's uh, Zaire Wade, uh, the son of D. Wade uh, the, of the Miami Heat, notably known for the Miami Heat, also played for the Chicago Bulls, the Cleveland Cavaliers, got drafted from the Marquette uh, Golden Eagles um, from Chicago. So we all know who D. Wade is, and we now we know who Zaire Wade is. He's been growing up before our eyes seeing highlight after highlight of him dominating in high school. And now he has gotten drafted to the Salt Lake City. Uh, the, I forgot the uh, team, but uh, it's Utah, Utah Jazz G League. Uh, got, he got drafted to that, their team. And I, for me, I believe this is something that I think a lot of these young athletes should do more often because, for me, it makes no sense, especially if you're like a person like Zaire Wade or even Bronny, uh, which I'm not going to talk about him right now because he's still, I think he's still like a couple years uh, removed. He's still a couple years from removed from uh, high school. Not just, I don't think he, I think he's a senior 
or a junior in high school. So we're not going to talk about him until that time comes. But for me, I believe that this should happen more often, especially with athletes, uh, college ha- athletes, especially in basketball, because it makes no sense to go to uh, college, even if you're an athlete and sit there for a year and or if you're like a person sit there for a year or or even just go to college for a year and not getting you're not getting paid for it. Not they're starting to get paid for it. So it makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, for me, it's like this. It makes no sense to go to college for a year and not get you not get paid a lot of money to go. And then for me, it's like it makes no sense because for me, it's like um, it, it's it's an interesting co- concept because like with college, it's like you get that experience, you get to experience new people, you get to interact with new people, you get that culture of college life, you get to be independent. But at the same time. If you're not a, a well-known athlete, you build college debt, especially if you're, you're – because you know for a fact that a lot of guys are not top picks or top prospects coming come out of high, uh, high school. So you're, most college athletes are staying in college for four or five years, and most of the time college kids are not getting full rides off bat, off, off rip. That's what I meant to say, off rip. They're not getting uh, scholarships, especially if they're not number one picks or number one prospects. They're not getting um, getting full rides. So during college for four or five years, building building up college debt. Instead of doing that, you can go to the G League where you build the culture. You you get ingrained into the NBA culture. You get ingrained into the NBA rules. So once you get into the uh, NBA, you're uh, more adept, or you're more uh, you you can adapt better to the NBA uh, lifestyle and that's what I believe that it should happen. It should happen more often. I spoke about it on my podcast, not my podcast, but on my Twitter. And I want you guys to interact with it. Um, it's on my Facebook at the whatever you want to call it podcast, uh, Facebook page. And it's also on my Twitter at Marquise, M-A-R-K-E-S-E 95 sports. And that's also my Twitter handle, M-A-R-K-E-S-E 95 sports. You can go to that. And, um, chime in on the conversation um what i believe i believe is going to happen more often and uh that is if you just just tuned in um i'm talking about zaire wade and all these young athletes that's possibly that could possibly get drafted into the g league these g league teams um for me like i said i just believe that it's um it's a great opportunity for a lot of these young uh at young adults uh, turning into adults, uh, young men, young men, adults turning into uh, grown men. I feel like this is a great opportunity for them to experience somewhat of the NBA lifestyle and them getting used to that NBA lifestyle. So when they get into the NBA and they play for these NBA teams, they're ready. They're more adapt to NBA lifestyle and not even the NBA lifestyle, but just they're more ingrained into the system of the NBA and they're more prepared for the NBA because a lot of times you have a lot of these athletes that come out number one picks and they're not ready for the NBA. And it takes, it takes them two or three years to them for them to adapt and get into their prime or not even get into their prime, just to get in and grade into the NBA. And I feel, I believe that uh, the G league will be a great opportunity for a lot of young athletes, a lot of young uh, yeah, I can say y'all young athletes, men athletes. I think the G, the the WNBA should do that also 
But of course, we got to take one step at a time. So, and I feel like the the NFL should do that. Like, I, they don't really, really have that. They have their international, I think, like programs where they can um, bring other athletes from different countries in there. So they're doing something like that. Um, the base baseball MLB has a minor league that helps also. But I mean, for me, I I think this is a great. Um, move for Zaire Wade, I believe, and D Wade. Like I said, you don't get you don't, you don't have any debt. Um you get ingrained into the system of the NBA. It helps it helps uh the uh, the player a player like Zaire Wade that has the potential of being great. It helps them get ingrained into the NBA system and the rules and the speed of the game um better, I believe. And that's just my opinion. Um, but we're going to go on and talk about another topic. And one of the topics I want to talk about today is uh, the NFL. Um, so not even the NFL, not the NFL. I want to talk about the NBA, the first week of the NBA, these games. Uh, we have Bucks won against the Nets in a blowout. Um, the Nets really didn't have a chance at all. I mean, the, the, the uh, what's the name? Kate, Kevin Durant played pretty well. Uh, James Harden didn't play at pre. He didn't play uh, that excellent. Um, uh, Giannis played pretty well. Chris Middleton played pretty well. Uh, Drew Holiday got injured with a uh, heel contusion, so he was out for a couple games. And then also we had a game against the Milwaukee Bucks um, versus the Miami Heat, and Miami Heat tore up the Bucks. I, I say that now, but I don't want uh, Heat fans to get too excited because that's one win, but it's. That doesn't matter. So I just want Heat fan, Miami Heat fans to get up. Don't get too excited. That's all I want to say about that conversation. But uh, the Lakers, I want. I also want to talk about the Lakers, the LA Lakers situation with Dwight Howard and um, I also say Carmelo, Dwight Howard and uh, Anthony Davis. Um, so for me, that that whole I think situation that happened, I think that happens a lot of times in and with. Teams, it just it, it never gets publicized like that. I mean, and of course, now you see it. It's got social media, so it has, it's publicized and it's on a live stage, not a live stage, but it's on on the court. So I think a lot of times we see this stuff and we say, "Oh man, that's the that's that," and they're zero and two. So I think a lot of times that milks it even more because they're zero and two right now. They haven't won a game yet. But I, I like I say this before. I'll say this, and I'll say this about a lot of things regarding sports. Uh, winning cures a lot of things. Winning cures sometimes cures that. And I'll, I think a lot of times with the with the Lakers, especially with their age, and I'm not even going to blame their age on, like, why they are not doing it well. It's continuity. It's the chemistry. A lot of teams, it's only probably two or three teams that's, the, that's in the NBA right now that has somewhat good chemistry. Um, you have the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, you have the Utah Jazz, and you have the Phoenix Suns. Miami Heat, you could fight that they they have somewhat good chemistry already, but of course they everybody has their um, downfalls. Everybody has their moments in and in, in uh, the NBA players included and coaches where they have passionate arguments. And I think one of those times were with Dwight Howard and Andy Davis. It was a passionate argument. And I don't, I don't think it's nothing further than that 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 should happen. I mean, I, I believe it. That wasn't nothing. 
I mean, they both said that it didn't really, it wasn't, they kind of waved it off. But, of course, we know it was probably, it wasn't, I don't think it was more than what we saw. I believe it just it was a passionate conversation that about defense or offense that they believed, oh, you should got this person or you should have went, you should have went this way. Like, it's probably just some argument like that or whatever. I don't think it's so, nothing big. But, of course, the media and some media outlets are going to make it that way because because the Lakers are the Lakers and you expect success and you're spoiled, especially Lakers fans. We're so not we, but Lakers fans are so spoiled and so used to dominance to where they can't stand O2 lead or not O2 hole right now that they're experiencing right now. But a lot of teams are experiencing that right now, especially with a lot of these uh, teams being fairly new. Like I said, with the exception of the Milwaukee Bucks, um, the Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Suns, primarily everybody has new people. I mean, they're or not even new people, but their core is pretty much new. You have the Lakers, they have a multitude of guy, new guys. They have Kendrick Nunn, you have uh um Dwight Howard. He's been on he he played with the uh Lakers in the pandemic when they won the championship, but he's he's new to the team now. You got Rondo, you have which he also was Play for the championship uh, team in 2000, what, 2020 or 2019. Um, you got uh, Russell Westbrook. You have uh, Carmelo Anthony. You have a multitude of guys that are filling the position. You got to figure out rotate rotations and a lot of things. So this this experiment, that it, which it is an experiment, because we don't know if it's going to work or not, this experiment with all these legends on one team uh, playing for the Lakers, I, I, I believe that, it's gonna take some time. It's it, with anything that's great, and you if you want something to be great, and you want a team like this to be great, it's gonna take some time for uh, uh, these guys, these legends, these legendary players to jail. Because like I said, it takes time when you're trying to win. It takes time to build chemistry. It takes uh, games. It takes losing. It takes winning. It takes barely beating somebody. It takes close wins, ugly wins. Uh, bad losses to to build chemistry, and a lot a lot of times with these team these newer teams, a lot of these GMs are not ready for that. They're just so used to like they're, they they want to get almost in a sense they're not patient enough. A lot of these GMs are not patient enough to wait on like for that chemistry to build, and a lot of times it's because a lot of it's because a, a lot of uh, newer players come in every year. Especially with these newer teams, not newer teams, but these these young uh, teams like the Memphis Grizzlies, a lot of times they're they're new, so they and they're really young, so they're not like all the way integrated into the system of the NBA. So it takes time for them to get in that. It, it takes time. It takes time. Takes time for them to 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 adapt to the NFL and their rules or whatever. And for me. This is why I believe that the Lakers are going to be like a three seed. They're not going to be a one seed. I think I believe the Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Suns are going to be the one and two seed, and the uh, Lakers are going to be a three seed. Like at the end of the day, as long as they're ready for the playoffs, that's all that matters for the Lakers. And I think vice versa for the Milwaukee Bucks. I believe that the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't think they're going to be a three seed. I believe they're going to be a two seed. Of course, I believe the Miami Heat is going to be a thorn in. The Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks side, especially Milwaukee Bucks fans, what we experienced for the last two years, of course, we 
we the 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 epic loss we had in the bubble against the Miami Heat and the epic win sweep uh last year or pretty much this year um in the NBA finals not NBA finals but the first round first round I think no the first round the second round of the of the uh NBA playoffs where we beat the Miami Heat in a sweep 4-0 so for me I believe that a lot of times uh I think no it wasn't even the second round it was the first round they faced the Miami Heat I believe that it's a lot of times we're going to get you're going to uh see games like this like the Milwaukee Bucks had where a lot of times they're not healthy which the Milwaukee Bucks Milwaukee Bucks Milwaukee Bucks wasn't healthy primarily Drew Holiday was out Brook Lopez is out Bobby Portis is out Simi Ojale is out um Roddy Hood was out and I'm not giving that as an excuse but uh as a Milwaukee Bucks fan I'm learning more and more and as a Milwaukee Bucks and as a fan of the NBA, you have to be more patient with a lot of these teams, especially if you're a newer team or if not a newer team, but you are a uh, young, you have a team with a younger, uh, younger players, or even what you have legends like the Lakers have on their team. It takes time for them to build chemistry. The Milwaukee Bucks have chemistry, but of course, like I said, it's every, if you're in the NBA and you're, a player of the NBA and you're a fan of the NBA, you're going to, your team is going to have once in a while, you're going to have a game like the Miami Heat did to the Bucks. You're going to have a game where you can make a shot and it seems like the other team is making every fucking shot. So for me, I just, I just take it with a grain of salt. I'm not going to put too much into it because it's one game and it's not, it shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be nothing because of course the Miami Heat, and like I said, the Miami Heat is going to be a, a, they're going to be a dare dark horse to win that e- the Eastern Conference. I'm not going to say the Brooklyn Nets have it that easy, or I'm not going to say the Milwaukee Bucks have it that easy. The it's a lot of teams in that Eastern Conference that can make a run, that can make some drop, that can uh, give some drama to the uh, Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets fans if they want to get to the championship. The Miami Heat is going to be one of them teams that's right in them, right in the pack of teams to beat the Milwaukee Bucks or the Brooklyn Nets along with the uh, Boston Celtics. I believe for me, I'm just as my opinion. If Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown takes that big step of being uh, the, the leader, the leaders of that team, I believe that they're going to be a threat in the Eastern conference. Um, also in the Western conference, it's a lot of teams that I believe that are a threat, but of course I think a lot of times chemistry um messes that up not having chemistry messes that up um i believe the the portland trailblazers can make some noise the clippers can make some noise um golden state if steph goes off and goes bonkers for the next and he puts his team on his back like he's probably doing right now um, and if play tough comes back healthy and ready to play and plays like old clay the golden state warriors could be one of those teams that makes some noise in the western conference playoffs so that's just my uh, little viewpoint on uh, this week's um, events in the NBA. Also, in uh, events, talk about events in the NBA. Ben Simmons left the Philadelphia 76ers uh, facility. For me, I just feel like it's it could be fixed. The problem with Ben Simmons is that he has to admit that he has some fault in this, and also I believe. 
of course, Brett Brown. I don't know who spoke about that and said Brett Brown, blame Brett Brown, but I'm going to say, too, Brett Brown is the reason why Ben Simmons is the way he is right now. He has that arrogance that he believes that nothing's wrong, that he doesn't have to do anything. And I think a lot of times when you have coaches like that, like Brett Brown, Brett Brown, which I don't think Brett Brown is a bad coach, but at the same time, he let him be complacent. He let him be, like I said, let him be complacent in uh, his style and didn't evolve at all. And you see it now with Giannis Adetokounmpo, how he evolved, he evolves. And now that he won a championship, it's like you unlock Pandora's box with him. And now you, it's almost like I, I, I wrote, I, uh, um, I sent out a tweet about the Milwaukee Bucks, how Giannis is right now in the NBA. It's, I don't know if people watch uh, the movie. It's like, I think it happened in the 90s. Uh, the movie came out in the 90s. It's called The Last Dragon. And in the movie, it was the uh, the guy basically was trying to find out who's the master or whatever. The moral of the story was the guy was trying to, the, his, he, he asked his, uh, his, um, his dodo guy or whatever. I don't know, his, his mentor. Like who's the master? Like he's trying to find who's the master, and he's looking all around the city to find who's the master, who's the master, and then he faces this guy, and sure enough, that uh he has to fight at the end of the uh movie, and the guy's beating him up, beating the brakes off him, and then he kind of shoves him in the water. You know the scene where he keeps on shoving him in the water and says, "Who's the master? Who's the master?" And keep on sho- shoving him in the in the water, and as eventually he figures out, "I'm the master." I'm looking for who's the master and I'm looking all over the city f- trying to figure out who's the master and not realizing I'm the master. And it's almost like he got a glow. You saw the glow on him. He, uh, he figured that's when he figured out he was the master. That's when I, that's what I feel about with Giannis. Giannis figured out, okay, I can win like this. And I think a lot of times we talk about the Brooklyn Nets and how Katie was one foot, one inch away from Ending the Bucks, uh, uh, possibly ending the Bucks, um, game, not the Bucks game, but possibly ending the Bucks, uh, season with that foot being on the line or whatever. I feel like that was one. I think if it, if it goes on where Giannis dominates the league and he wins multiple championships, I think those are going to be one of those things that goes on in history. That is like, what if that would happen? Like, what if? Uh, Katie would foot would have been on the line, or what if that would have happened? Like, would, would Giannis be like this unlocked? Or I think Giannis would eventually have won a championship, but it's like now that you Giannis won and he's twenty six. That's the crazy thing about it is Giannis is twenty six, so he has and and for me he's not even in his prime. I don't think he's in his prime yet, and that's the scary thing about teams in the NBA not knowing that Giannis is not even in his prime yet. Giannis doesn't even have a legit secondary move right now. He's already a two-time MVP, a defensive player of the year, a finals MVP, got a 50-piece nugget with 14 rebounds, and uh, what was it, two, what, five blocks? I mean, it that was amazing. But for me, it's just like I'm going to say this, and I'm a, it's, it's going to be really – ain't going to be controversial – but I'm I'm gonna say this now. Giannis might win that MVP. It's not controversial, really. Giannis might win that MVP again if he plays the way he plays, like he played last year. Of course, I think a, a lot of times when you win multiple MVPs, the reason why you can't win damn near every year, a lot of times because a lot of these uh these voting 
the guys that vote kind of get exhausted of like, or they see certain things so many times. We see uh, uh, when you see certain players play well, and then you don't see anything after that. Like with Giannis, the reason why he stopped getting MVPs was just because he was dominant in the NBA uh, in the regular season, and then in the playoffs he would go fall flat. So a lot of times these voters look at that and say, okay, well you're great in the uh, regular season, but playoffs you really don't do anything. So they get exhausted of doing that or whatever, which I think that's a bad take on a lot of these guys voting, but that's how they vote sometimes. And, uh, or that's how they, that's, that's what they put into their opinion of voting or not opinion, but that's what they put into their, uh, their thinking to like voting for an MVP or whatever. So for me, that's just like a gist of like, what I believe that's going on in, in the NBA right now, but we're going to go on to the next topic and that's the NFL. We got a lot of games on tap uh, this Sunday. We got the, um, of course, I'm going to watch my Green Bay Packers uh, beat the brakes off of uh, the Washington football team. Um, also, we got a, a couple other games and I'm going to go through them now, the predictions and all that stuff uh, right now. But well, we have the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tennessee Titans. So now, for me, I believe that the Tennessee Titans are going to win this game. Uh, uh, for me, it's because I'm well, the reason why I'm going to say the Tennessee Titans are going to win this game. It's going to be pretty high scoring because I think Patrick Mahomes is really good in here. Now I think that they're like think they're uh, at right at 500. I think three and three right now. So. I think three and three or two and three. It might be three and three right now. I'm getting three and three right now. So I believe that this is going to be a game that um, it's going to be very high scoring. But I believe that the Tennessee Titans offense is going to overpower that defense of the Kansas City Chiefs that can't stop a cold or nothing. <laughs> like, I mean, they were the only positive they have is their safety, uh, uh, Tyron Matthew. It, that's the only positive they have for their defense. They really don't have any pass rush. Their secondary is pretty shot, but like I said, with the exception of Tyra Matthew. Um, they have no defense in the line. And they have no like it's like they have nothing really. They have a lot of law offense. That's what you can say about that. I can say that they have a lot of offense, but uh the Tennessee Titans are gonna win this game. I'm gonna say thirty one to twenty eight. It's gonna be the the uh J- not Jair, but um What's his name? Kevin, not Kevin King. Uh, what's his name? The tight end. Not the tight end with the running back. Uh, Derrick Henry. That's what his name is. Derrick Henry is going to probably run for another 20 yards this game. He's going to go for like, well, I'll say, I would say 25 carries for like 230. Like it's, it's going to be a big night for, uh, for, um, the Tennessee Titans. Um, also we got the Washington football team versus the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay and the Green Bay Packers are going to, where their uh, 1950s uh, uh, alternate jerseys. So that's going to be pretty fun. But also, I believe that the Washington football team, this they're very, actually a very competitive team. They have a decent defense offline. Um, great, they got great pass rushers in Montez Sweat and Chase Young. Um, their running back situation is kind of iffy. So, I mean, for me, I think they're going to be competitive because our secondary is pretty bad right now. Um, with Jair uh, Alexander possibly being out, Kevin King possibly being out, we have our our main pass rusher is pretty hurt right now. Um, I believe I don't know if um, David Bakhtiari is back, so 
I don't know if that pass the pass rush the pass rush might get there a little bit on Aaron Rodgers, but for the most part, I believe the Packers are going to win this game. I would say it's going to be it's going to be the Packers are going to win by ten. They're going to win like thirty one and like twenty one. It's going to be it's not going to be it's going to be close initially, but I believe Packers are going to, the Packers are going to get, get a big drive to win pretty much still the game. Um, so also we have on tap. Tomorrow at 12 p.m., we have the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Baltimore Ravens. So the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens are very, a very entertaining team. You got uh, Joe Burrow and uh, Chase Young, not Chase Young, but uh, Chase, uh, what's his name, the running back. God, Lee, I've got his name. But uh, so, yeah, like they got the, uh, not the running back, the wide receiver is our buddy from LSU. So, I believe that Jamar, I think it's Jamar Chase, if I'm correct. Yes, Jamar Chase. So yeah, um, they're like I said, they're a very, very entertaining team. Entertaining. That's what I'm trying to say. Entertaining team. I'm sorry, y'all, for if I'm going too fast for you guys. I'm gonna slow it down a little bit. But um, like I said, they're a very entertaining team. The uh, Baltimore Ravens also is a very entertaining, entertaining team. Um, we got uh, Lamar Jackson. He's playing well. Uh, off of that big win um, last week, um, it's very exciting. He's been playing extremely well. I think he's matured a little bit into being a better passer. Of course, it, he's going to have his lumps and bruises every so often, um, every so often in, in these type of games. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals' defensive line and their overall defense is pretty average. So I believe they're going to have some stops, but I believe Lamar Jackson is going to be too much for the Cincinnati Bengals, and that's going to put pressure on Joe Burrow to do too much. And he's probably going to get like two picks today, two picks tomorrow. So for me, that's what I believe that's going to happen. And I, so with that being said, I believe the score is going to be thirty-five to twenty-one. I'm going to say it's going to be the, they're going to score some points, but I believe it's going to be too much. Uh, Lamar Jackson is going to be too much. He's probably going to run for about 100 yards rushing with also about 200 yards passing again. Um, and also we have at the 12, at 12 p.m., um, we have the Carolina Panthers versus the New York Giants. Um, this game is one of those games where I can pick. I'm going to say the Carolina Panthers because they're more consistent right now. The Giants have been pretty bad. Their defense has not really been that great. Um but I'm going to say the Carolina Panthers because they're more consistent. So I'm going to say in their offense is more consistent with Sam Darnold at quarterback. Um, uh, I don't think Christian McCaffrey is back. If he is, that's even better for the Carolina Panthers. So I'm going to say the score is going to be 28 to 20. I think it's going to be close initially, but I believe that uh, Denny Dimes or Denny <laughs> Our Daniel Jones is going to probably throw two picks this game. Um, and then we also have at 12 p.m., we have the Atlanta Falcons versus the Miami Dolphins. Now, this game is, of course, another game, one of these games between two teams that could be are very inconsistent. But I'm going to pick the one that's going to be least inconsistent. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go Atlanta Falcons. Tua is, is, is he's right now, he's, uh, He's not playing that well. I believe that Sean Watson trade should be coming up in the next couple weeks or so when the trade line happens. So hopefully the Miami Dolphins do the right thing and trade for the Sean Watson. If not, they're going to struggle even more. 
and also Xavier Howard is possible is a po is a possibility of being traded also in that trade that uh the week of the trade deadline. Um, so that's gonna be that's gonna be a lot of moving parts with the Miami Dolphins for that week. Um, I think it's like the next two weeks or so that um the trade deadline. I think if not this week, the next week or so. Um, with the trade deadline coming up in a couple uh weeks or so. Um, I believe that the Atlanta Falcons are going to win this game 31 to 20. They're going to score. I think the Miami offense is going to score, but I think the um, Atlanta Falcons are just more consistent right now. Um, and I believe they're going to win this game. The, and then we also have at 12 PM, we have the New York Jets versus the New England Patriots. Now, the New England Patriots have actually been playing somewhat average. They've not been playing great. Um, Mac Jones is uh, still kind of shaky a lot of times in some games. But for the most part, um, oh, that's sorry. That, that You hear that? That's my phone giving you alerts for certain things. So don't mind that sound. <laughs> but um, New York Jets, absolutely, I believe that they're going to be, like, I think Zach Wilson is a good quarterback. Again, it's that system. The New York Jets. That whole system is kind of shot and messed up. And it doesn't matter what coach comes in and tries to build a different culture. It just never works right now. It's not going to work right now. I think a lot of Robert Sala, and I'm not going to say that Robert Sala is a bad coach because when he was a defensive coordinator for the, uh, for the, uh, San Francisco 49ers, he was a great defensive coordinator. Um, but I believe at the same time in that same token, I believe that a lot of times people get in put put in positions like this to fail, and it's, these are one of the situations where I hate it because you waste the time of a a, a great quality co uh, coordinator, a great defensive coordinator, and you waste his time by putting him in and putting him in a bad system and a bad team, and not putting on a team like a, a up and coming team like the Carolina Panthers or something like that. Um, even the New York Giants, I would I'd go for New York Giants or even the uh, Washington football team, not no offense to Ron Rivera, but like something like that. But for me, I'm going to say the New England Patriots are going to win this game. It's going to be close. I'm going to say 28-21. Um, I've also got a 305, 305 games. We have the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Oakland Raiders, not Oakland, the Las Vegas Raiders. That's going to get some, get, I'm going to have to get used to that. The Las Vegas Raiders. I always, from time to time, say Oakland. So the Las Vegas Raiders have a game against the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly. I think no, in Las Vegas, and that game is going to be pretty entertaining. Also, um, I think, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win this game. I'm going to say 31 to 28. The Oakland, the not Oakland, but the Las Vegas Raiders is going to be very competitive. I think the Philadelphia Eagles don't get a lot of credit. Their offense is it's it's up and coming. I think a lot of times with these young guys, young quarterbacks, they just have to build chemistry with their wide receivers. And I think they're building chemistry with their wide receivers now. Jalen Hurts is building chemistry with his wide receivers, his wide receiver core, his offensive line, and that's why I believe they're going to win this game. Like I said, twenty-eight to twenty-one. If I'm correct, if I said it right, but I'm gonna say twenty-eight twenty-one. It's going to be very close, but I think the Eagles are going to win. Then we also have um, the battle of uh, the two teams that swap quarterbacks. We have the Detroit Lions and the LA Rams. This is going to be a, this is going to be a homecoming for 
both of these two team, both of these two uh, players, uh, Matt Stafford and uh, Jared Goff. Um, I think if it's in, I think is it in where is it at? Uh, let me see. Let me check real quick. Um, the Lions are at LA, so this is going to be a homecoming for Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Um, but I, I believe this the Rams are going to win this game easily. It's going to be. Uh, I don't think it's going to get ugly. I think a lot of uh, this going to be game is going to be this game is going to be one thirty five to twenty one. I'm gonna say thirty five to twenty. It's gonna be it's gonna be very competitive early, but I I, I believe the L A Rams defense is going to dog pile on them. It's going they're going to intensify their defense in the second half because they're a very good second half team, and uh, I believe Jalen Ramsey is going to lock their players up, which I don't think they have any good players like that to begin with. Sorry, uh, Detroit, but they don't. <laughs> but yeah, like um, I believe it's gonna be like I said, the score is gonna be thirty-five to twenty. Um, so for me, I'm gonna say for the oh, and we have another. We have uh, let me see how many we have two three twenty-five games. Uh, pretty much game of the weeks. We have the uh, Chicago Bears versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um. So I'm gonna say the Buccaneers. I'm gonna go out on a limb, which I don't think is a limb. It's more of a bridge. Um, the Buccaneers are gonna win this game, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears made this competitive. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears made this competitive because the Bears usually play well against these good teams somehow, some way. And Justin Fields, all he has to do is keep stay composed and don't get rattled. And I believe they can win this game. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Chicago Bears are going to win this game. I'm going to say 28 to 20. I'm going to say 28 to 20. I know I'm going to say I'm going to say 35 to 30. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I believe uh, Tom Brady's going to go for three TDs. He's going to throw one interception. Joe, uh, not Joe Burrow, but Justin Fields going to throw about three touchdowns. And one interception, and I think he's gonna run one in. But I believe that uh, this game is gonna be won by the Bears defense. Um, so that's what I believe in that about that game. And then we also have a three twenty five. We have the Houston Texans versus the Arizona Cardinals. So I'm gonna say the Arizona Cardinals are gonna win this game. I would say forty one to. I would say forty one to twenty eight. No, I'm say 41 to 14. Uh, the Texans are a really bad team. They're struggling right now with a, the quarterback, the starting quarterback being out. Um, and I believe they're going to the Cardinals' defense and their offense is going to capitalize on that, and that's going to make them and that's going to force them to be pressured a little bit. Not saying that quarterback. Well, I think the quarterback situation is is like I said, it's up in the air right now with Deshaun Watson being out pretty much indefinitely. We don't know when he's going to come back. If he's in, if he's going to play or not for the uh, Houston Texans, which we know he's not probably. So um, he probably will. You never know with the M and M with the NFL where things didn't happen. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to rule it out, but I mean, I don't, I believe that it's not going to happen. Um, but the, like I said, the quarterback situation is pretty up in the air right now. So I'm going to say the score, like I said, the score is going to be 41 to 14. That's going to get ugly pretty fast with the Houston Texans. Now we have on Sunday night football, we have the Indianapolis Colts versus the San Francisco 49ers. 
Now, this game is, I think this is a, a toss-up for me. So I'm going to say the Indianapolis Colts are going to win this game. Uh, huh, I, I want to say San Francisco just because I believe their offense is kind of like you really don't know what you're going to get if you're going to get a good Jimmy Garoppolo or a bad Jimmy Garoppolo or if you're going to see Tre- Trevor Trey Lance in the game early. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Indianapolis is gonna win. The Indianapolis Colts are gonna win twenty. I'm gonna say not gonna say twenty. I'm gonna say thirty to twenty. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts are gonna play some great defense. The offense is gonna uh, Jonathan Taylor is gonna run for probably a buck fifty. So I'll say twenty five carries for a buck fifty. Um, so that's I believe that's why they're gonna win this game. And then we have on Monday Night Football, we have the Seattle Seahawks. No, we're not Seattle Seahawks. We have the New Orleans Saints versus the Seattle Seahawks on Monday Night Football on 7.15 p.m. And I believe that the Saints is going to win this game. I'm a, I, I believe Geno Smith, he's not that great of a quarterback. I believe that Cam Newton should have been a guy that they, the Seahawks should have picked up. But they didn't, so I believe that Geno Smith is going to struggle. He's going to play. He's going to have sports where he plays well. But I believe that they're, they're going to put the Saints are going to play better, and I believe they're going to cause a couple turnovers on Geno Smith, which is going to lead to the score being thirty-five to twenty. I'm going to say it's going to be not going to say thirty-five twenty. I'm going to say twenty-eight to fourteen. I'm going to say twenty-eight fourteen. Um. So those are my predictions and my. Uh, opinion, opinions or thoughts about uh, today, well, not today's, but tomorrow's games. I'll see you guys next episode, but I thank you guys once again. Uh, this is the 101 one episode of the whatever you want to call it podcast. Again, I thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you guys follow me on my Facebook at Marquise95Sports, M-A-R-K-E-S-C. Also follow me and like the page. Uh, on on my Facebook page at the whatever you want to call it podcast Facebook page like it share it um, get involved on conversations that I have I have very interesting conversations I was mentioning about especially uh, this this week I have a lot of interesting conversation conversations that I want to mention on my Twitter like I said on my Twitter and my Instagram it's Marquise ninety five Sports M A R K E S C that's all together. 95 sports um so for me i thank you guys once again for listening to the podcast if you like to uh tune into the podcast or you like somebody else to tune into the podcast tell them to go to uh your local spotify app or <laughs> apple itunes apple podcast or stitcher i thank you guys for listening to the podcast where anything happen and everything can happen but you know for sure it might be a little controversial <laughs> but I'll see you guys next episode. Peace.